Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Recording, 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 recording. Hey, yeah, we are. So, um, I did get some questions. Uh, one of our longtime listeners actually texted me the questions, mm. so we'll get into that later. Uh, Mr. Akeem Norwood with his crazy <laughs> ass. Um, so. What's going on with you? Akeem, man. <laughs> Went to Voodoo last night for um, karaoke night. How did that go? <laughs> oh, my God. It was the Twilight Zone in that motherfucker. <laughs> the full moon. It was a full moon um, once again. And, um, Wow. It, <laughs> I, so I went with Quitney and we get in there and it's pretty chill because we ended up getting there at like 9.45 karaoke doesn't start until 10 so we get in there and it's pretty chill um, there was a seat next to me that was empty but it was like flipped up on the bar so apparently the person was still in the building just maybe at the bathroom or something they were just you know you lean your, your chair up against the bar when you don't want nobody to take your seat so sat down before he got back he gets back he's kind of like listening in on me and Quitney's conversation and then finally he starts like joining in and he seems like you know friendly friendly dude um that was not the case (laughs) by any means and so he's to my left Quitney's to my right to Quitney's right is a girl and a guy and the guy is like trying so hard to like mac on this girl she ain't really having it but she taking the free drinks so um that's that's the layout that's the main layout okay okay so as the night progresses um the dude to my left starts getting way too comfortable um my juice this is a white gentleman mm-hmm. um you know, he's just getting real comfortable. Like he's, he's for one, he's trying too hard. That's one thing. But I think he felt like because he made two black friends at a bar that um, he was, he was in, you know what I'm saying? Like he was on that level with us. Right. Um, so some shit kind of starts popping off with the other dude on Quitney's side that's like pretty much buying everybody drinks and macking on everybody. Um, He was friendly at first. He bought us a couple drinks. And then once he got super comfortable and more inebriated, he decides that he's going to start filling up in Quitney's hair. You know, Quitney has natural hair. So she had like her poof. She has a lot of hair too. So, I mean, like her poof is huge. So he sticks his hand like 
deep oh my God. into her head. And at first she's kind of like nervous, giggling, like, what's going on? But at the same time, like, why is he in my head? You know, like I saw it on her face and I was like, oh, it's just one of those things <laughs> that still happens. Um, the night goes on and Justice, the guy that sits next to me, that's his name. Justice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's getting more and more drunk. Like, li- literally, he's all over the place with his alcohol, number one. Like, he's drinking like a 19 year old who ain't got no business drinking and just out drinking shit that he's had before at other bars. So, he went from like beer to gin. He ended up having a pink chicken at one point, uh, tequila. Like, he's just all over the place with his liquor. Mm. So, He's uh he's getting more and more friendly and he just keeps like pushing for me and Quitney to go up and do karaoke, but it was in like a I just got a weird vibe about it. Like he kept saying, like, okay, so you know, if I buy you ladies drinks, um, you guys gonna be gonna be ready to get up on the stage. Like I know y'all can sing. I could just I could feel it. Like I know y'all can sing. You guys gonna you gotta go up there. Come on, come on, one drink, what's it gonna take? Two drinks? And I'm like, okay. I'm not finna go up here and coon for your ass. Exactly. That's not what I'm finna do. So he literally asked us like six times. And I was like, dude, no matter what you, I don't care how many drinks you buy me. Number one, I don't need you to buy my drinks, but I don't care how many you buy me. I'm sitting my ass right where it's at. I'm going to be at this bar the entire night. I'm not getting up on stage to do karaoke. It's just not that kind of night for me. And I'm definitely not doing it just for you for because you buy me. Right. Because you, you want to bribe me with a drink. I'm not. No. So I was like, I'm good. Like, just chill. So then he starts, like, rubbing up on me, like, shimmying with his shoulders. And at one point, like, he leaned his head, like, into my bosom. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, come on. Like, I'm just trying to warm you up. I'm just trying to get you. We're having a good time. And I'm like, you're doing too much. Like you're in my personal space. Just, just chill. I was like, you see how I'm chilling right here? Just chill. He's like, I don't know. I just feel like you're sad. And I'm like, I'm not sad. I'm just chill. <laughs> I'm tired of you. <laughs> I need you. Right. Like you fucking up my vibe. Was like, I need you to just calm down. Just be calm. Stay in your lane. So that's that. Um, Alex is going back and forth past us. This is the, the drunk guy that reached his hand and Quitney said, um back and forth past us because of course he's using the bathroom like crazy because he's drunk as well Mm -hmm. every time he passes by he's sticking his hand in her head so it gets to the point where she's like okay like that's enough it was cute at first but it's annoying right now like please stop and he's like why why you ain't gonna do shit you ain't gonna do shit like challenging her i'm like you don't challenge nobody when it comes to their own body and their personal space. So she was like, okay, you got one more time (laughs) like that. So he sneaks and tries to do it again. And she went slap the fuck off, like literally (laughs) yelled at the top of her lungs at him. Whole bar got quiet. Everybody looking at us. I'm over here shook as fuck because it's just literally weird white shit coming at us like left and right. <laughs> I'm over here like this is it. I kept telling her, I said, this is the twilight zone. Like this is the twilight zone. What is happening? What is happening? So that happens. So I'm sitting here shook because she yelling and all eyes are on us. Cool. 
So after I had to put justice in his place, he decides he going to close his tab. He goes to the bathroom. He comes back, um, closes his tab. He leaves for about 20 minutes. I'm like, thank God. Another weird white motherfucker sat down. It was some dude who claims that he's a professor at A&M, but he was creepy as fuck. He's like, so are you a student <laughs> to quit me? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Um, that happened. So justice after being gone for about 20 minutes after he closed his tab, he comes back into the bar and he decides to order another drink. So I'm like, this nigga then came back. Like what the fuck is going on? So he had to order a drink though, like in the same spot where he closed his tab, which was right where we were sitting. I was like, of all the places for you to have ordered your drink at this bar, you had to come right back over here. Okay, cool. So he orders his drink. Um, I'm talking to Zell, you know, Zell, the bartender, mm-hmm. black bartender dreads. Yeah. I'm talking to Zell at this point and I can tell that justice is getting like jealous. You know, he's, he's just looking weary. He mad. I guess he felt like we were on our way to marriage. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he's just kind of lingering in the background. Um, I had a little, little tendril of hair kind of falling down in the back and he decides to take his hand and scoop it up for me. Like, and I was like, why are you touching me yet again, yet again, and your hands in my head. So now like I feel it bubbling inside. I'm like, okay, okay. If he does one more weird thing, it's going to be a second black girl in here. That's going to have to go off. So he leans back, back against the wall, finishes his drink. Um, slams his glass down on the table in front of me like hard as shit to the point where there was like splashback I was like what the fuck so I literally like quicker than I could blink my eye grabbed the glass and flung it back at him could have went to jail for that because I mean throwing glass uh yeah so Lindsay the bartender was like what is going on like are you okay and I yelled I was like no I need every white motherfucker to stay the fuck away from me it's too crazy in here right now I don't need another white nigga to come near me touch me look at me nothing all y'all motherfuckers in here weird like I I just had a moment I was like I don't understand like I literally didn't understand why justice was so like emotional like I don't know if I made him feel a kind of way and then broke his heart or what, but he was so weird. And what was crazy was when we left, they literally had to shut everything down. It was just crazy in there. There was two other fights about to break out in voodoo. I they had, had to send everybody home early. Like I'm pretty sure we were out of there by one thirty. I ain't never seen voodoo that crazy. Me neither. And it, the, the crazy thing about it was it wasn't even like stupid packed. Like, yeah, there were people, it was a good amount of people in there, but it wasn't like standing room only, everybody smushed together, can't really move kind of packed. You could move or you could still maneuver in there. Right. So for it to be such a crazy night with not a whole lot of people in there blew my mind. But when we went outside, Justice was sitting on the bench, like waiting for us. (laughs) And I just went, I just walked to my car, but Quitney said that she circled around and came back and he was gone when I was gone. So like, it was definitely confirmed that he was waiting for us. And I was like, 
Wow. Like I'm never going to voodoo on a Sunday again. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot. And, and the thing with the dude, we had this conversation today. Cause of course we had to recap to try to figure out what, what the, the fuck, fuck and why the fuck. So the thing with the dude who kept sticking his hands in her hair. And I think a lot of white people need to realize that don't do that. Right. Especially to black people. Don't pet me. Um, he hadn't been exposed to enough diversity in his life. And so what happened was because we were friendly to him, he felt like he could explore all the shit that he ever wanted to explore in a black person or in a black woman at that point. Right. He got too comfortable because we were friendly and that's not what he was expecting. I think he was expecting the stereotype. So when the stereotype was, um, debunked with us specifically he just felt like he could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do and that was that's just not the case no the same thing happened with justice because we were friendly with him he felt like he could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do and that's just not the case (laughs) um this is why people need to be exposed to people who don't look just like them in their lives like right. I feel like this Alex kid probably hangs around with a bunch of other white people that don't do nothing but hang around bonfires and kick back <laughs> Bud Lights and smoke cigarettes like right. he's never been around anything but white people in his life and it's that kind of stuff is and it's dangerous right it, it will get you fucked up you see how dangerous it was right like I just I I don't know it was I Twilight Zone is the best way that I can describe it I don't that shit is crazy because usually it's voodoo so laid back usually right and it's like it was a weird crowd it was honestly a bunch of people in there that I had never seen in there before maybe that's it too Uh, the regulars weren't there uh, I'm still shook (laughs) I'm still shook (laughs) like but yeah. that was, that was only my second karaoke night going. The first one, it was dumb packed. Like I walked out of there sweating. Like I had just came from a juke ju- juke joint. Like, right. I don't know, man. The whites were at it again. <laughs> <laughs> but it it sucks too. Like because like us, we're so used to being around white people and stuff we can see the diversity in white people and Mm -hmm. we know cool white people Mm -hmm. and stuff. Every black person ain't ain't privy to that. True. And if they ran across the wrong one. Which I think is what happened last night um, with the people who were about to get in a fight. But I think with me, like, I just wasn't in the mood. Like, with Justice, I felt like I had to coach him on how to act around black people and I wasn't in the mood to do that. Right. Like, like, hey, don't do this. Don't touch we me. We shouldn't here. have to babysit somebody. Right. And especially not at a fucking bar. Like. It sounds like a drag. Just trying to drink my Jameson and just not <laughs> think about this kind of shit. But here I am. So Justice and Alex, if you listen it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Get y'all shit together. Damn. But that's what, that's what really has to happen. Like, they just have to get. 
be more exposed. I don't even know how you can do that either. Like, I mean, it's it's definitely hard to think about yourself and try to put yourself in, you know, what I'm saying more diverse situations, but. But they should know by now about the hands thing, hands and hair. That's a common thing. Like, don't touch me. I thought so. Like, I remember, because they used to always have really long hair. Like, at Buckhorn, people, like, all the white girls used to always try to touch my hair and shit. That's really why I cut my, my hair off. <laughs> because, like, I got tired. Like, like it was just an everyday thing of people just feeling like they can just come in and touch your hair. Mm-hmm. And then stick pencils in your afro. And see, nobody and ever like does that to white people. No. People don't just, you don't just go up to white girls and touch their hair. No. But. But every white person, like, I get that, like, we're different. Right. And so that intrigues you. I understand. But there is a way to, there's a way to interact with us that is not demeaning. Y'all just like they just gotta get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. It's not that hard. Just cool your jets, okay? Right. <laughs> like it's gonna be all right. Guys. Whatever you feel like doing on an impulse, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like ask yourself, am I about to offend this person? Okay, <laughs> this is another adult. Should I or shouldn't I put my hands near them? Probably Ooh. not. <laughs> It's gonna be a no dog. Probably not. Uh, oh, uh, Serena. Did you see the, the thing about they won't allow her to uh, wear the uh, cat suit? Showed it. Now I saw that it was that Nike had made it specifically for her. It's because she she has blood clots a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, they specifically designed it for her, which is dope. Yeah, it's like a like special compression or something. Yeah. On another note, Nike loves the fuck out of Serena. Hell yeah, they do. Why wouldn't they? Like they. They treat her like. Did you see the Queen collection with Virgil? That they yes, made? yes. They um, love her. I want <laughs> the shoes that are dope too. Like for most tennis, like actual tennis shoes, they're usually not that dope. Yeah. Her collection is really good. And did you see the commercial? Uh. Uh-uh. The commercial. Oh, we got. <laughs> Like the commercial is dope as fuck. Man, I, so who wouldn't want to fucking put Serena in some fly ass shit? Her body is dumb. Yeah. Like, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Sheesh. Damn, that's a d- bomb ass commercial. Bruh, like, they love the fuck out of her. They should. Why? But, like, She's reigning supreme in the tennis game right now. And is probably the greatest female athlete of all time. One of the greatest athletes of all time. Ha- but definitely. Absolutely. All right. But in spite of all of this, <laughs> the head of the French Open uh, decided that um, to name her by name and saying things that weren't going to be accepted 
including Serena's uh, catsuit. Mm-hmm. Because he said something like, uh, "They need to re- like people need to respect the game or whatever." So the first thing that people brought up was I think in 1986 in Wimbledon, it was a it was a white tennis player who wore an all-white uh, catsuit. Mm-hmm. Now, she did catch a little heat for that, but not the way that... They've always been on Serena and her body. Didn't Weren't they... Cra- but they've been on her, period. Weren't they cracking on her for, like, um, grunting? Like, her grunts and yeah, stuff, too? Yeah, they said they were like... her and Venus. <laughs> like, it's a fucking sport, or, bro. Or their hair, or... Yeah. Because, you know, tennis is a really uh, elite sport. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these two girls from Compton, two black girls with beads in their hair, were dominating, was making uh, people feel all type of way. Per usual. But the thing about, like, and then other people have always, uh, there's this common thing where people say that she's a man. It's always. I hate that. I hate that. If you notice, it's usually not black people. Yeah. But they say the same thing about like Michelle Obama. And it, no, it's just that these women are. They've said houses. that about uh, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Like, um, Sierra. Yep. Why? They're beautiful women. Right. But it makes people uncomfortable. But also, it made me think about. Um, the policing of black bodies mm. like because um always a threat yeah and between the world and me Ta-Nehisi Coates talks most of the book is about uh the black body and how it's uh policed and how people react to it mm. more specifically with men mm-hmm. but sexual over sexualizing right and also the fear that us being makes people on edge like us just being anywhere like when you walk by and somebody grabs their purse or shit like that mm-hmm. and that's been a thing since we got to this country yep. our, our ancestors got to this country like um history has successfully repeated itself right and it repeats itself for a reason but it also is because the system was built to make I'm trying to think the best way to say it the system was built to make us uh, I guess second guess ourselves or doubt or things like that but um, yeah the fact that the greatest athlete in your sport ever is being ridiculed by somebody who runs one of the major uh, tournaments is ridiculous. Like, nobody would do that to a male athlete. It doesn't surprise me at all, man. Especially but, Serena. Right. But, like, people are so... I just don't get it. Like, and also I was reading this thing on... This is kind of related. Uh, Sojourner Truth about how... First off, Sojourner Truth is OG, 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 <laughs> badass. But, uh, so, she was, of course, an abolitionist and a former slave. So, before the Civil War, she was going around to, uh, 
from towns speaking. Like this this black woman who was tall and they said she was manly also. Mm-hmm. So she went to this place, I think it was in upper, upper New York, and she was talking about women's suffrage, which is also people need to pay attention to the intersectionality of the suffrage movement. Like it was black women on the forefront also trying to get the right to vote. Right. And so Sojourner Truth was one of them. And so uh, she was talking in this woman's meeting. And I don't know why this guy was here. <laughs> but he was there. And he was like, she's uh, she's leading me all astray. She's not even really a woman. I demand that I see her breasts. The fuck? And so he kept going with it. So Sojourner Truth being the badass that she is. <laughs> ripped her dress and showed them and said that these have uh, these have fed both white and black babies and the white men that are now grown from these are way more men than you will ever be yes this is like 1850 okay lord I'm so glad she survived that yeah that read (laughs) the ultimate read but she was a badass but it's always been that thing where if you're not quote unquote dainty or something and it's usually about women of color mm-hmm. because it seems to be a thing to where they think like black women are just angry or stuff like that we are but righteously so yeah they don't understand why if you're constantly being shit on by fucking everybody. Historically. And then <laughs> still holding the family together and holding the world together. It's literally in our blood. I think I was like reading something that says that the effects of like oppression and stuff are passed definitely on. gets passed on. Definitely. But um so that whole Serena thing is just leaving a it's it, it, it's really bothering me and it's it also goes to like the way people talk about athletes in, in general like with the whole kneeling thing and the whole uh, the way they act like black athletes are spoiled and entitled but they constantly get shit on by everybody that's what I'm saying like they think that just because they're getting paid well that, that absolves everything. They don't experience real life and, and they still don't experience any racism or stereotypical bullshit because right. they're rich. And I'm like, rich people have problems. That don't mean well. shit. Right. And plus, they come from, most of them come from the communities that are forgotten. It's something about that oppression that just makes people thrive, <laughs> even in the face of danger. They find a way out. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Shout so, out to Sojourner. Bruh, when I read that shit, though, I was like, yes. <laughs> Sojo the Truth. <laughs> That's her rap name. Yeah. Sojourner the Truth. <laughs> the Truth. Um, what the F?
You want to answer Quentin's question? Yeah. He had a good question. Uh, you have it in front of you? It was, what was our guilty pleasure in TV shows and or movies? Hold on. All right, we asked any questions or topics you want for us to discuss on our next episode. He said, guilty pleasures in TV, music, or literature. One of my friends, not me, watches Bama Shore, and he's embarrassed by it, like super embarrassed. <laughs> um, Speaking of that, Jersey Shore used to be one of my guilty pleasures. I love Bro, that show. They bringing that shit back. I think it's going on now. I think, but I, I don't, I watch it. I don't have MTV, so, um, but yeah, every Thursday we straight used to watch that, and we had Tall Boy Thursdays, and then T-shirt time. <laughs> Yo, Ronnie got in a fight on the boardwalk. <laughs> it's the shirt before the shirt. <laughs> oh my god! It's, gonna, it's like this is gonna be a situation. <laughs> um. <laughs> That show was so crazy. Like, I, like when I remember when I first started watching, I was like, it's no way that this is going to work. And then like, I was addicted to it. That was when like reality, quote unquote, shows were really like booming. Yeah. And then um, the second season in Miami, I have never been under that much anxiety for a relationship I'm not part of. <laughs> you talking about Ronnie? Ronnie? <laughs> Ron and Sam, Lord, they used to go through right. it. I remember one time, like, we were watching it, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> like, I don't know these people. Why am I worried? Are they going to break up or not? Bro, they were both so sensitive. I, Sammy would she get She used to cry over the smallest little shit. And then Ronnie would go out, being Ronnie, get drunk. He just wanted to hang out with the dudes, and then she would get all mad. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> Ooh, that was emotional stress on me. Yeah. Like it'd be like, man, this shit is crazy. And then it'd be a commercial. So when the commercials would come, me and Chance would call Colton and Kristen and just like, yo, can you believe that shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my gosh. What's another guilty pleasure show? Right now I don't I don't know if I really have any guilty pleasure shows or stuff I would be afraid to tell somebody that I watch I don't watch a ho- as much TV anymore so I I don't know that I have a guilty pleasure show anyway well I mean I would say Atlanta Housewives but that's like actually entertaining I'm, I don't feel guilty about that do you watch any of like the love and hip hop sort Mm-mm. I, I can't do it I don't watch power um, music wise let me think my guilty pleasure song of all time is Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> That's secretly like my favorite song of all time. Ooh. Um. Uh. That's my guilty pleasure song. Thrift Shop by Macklemore is also one of my guilty pleasure songs. Lord have mercy. Groove is in your heart. By D-Light is one of my favorite songs ever. Girl in your heart. 
gonna release a, a mixtape of us singing. Okay. <laughs> turn, all, turn, turn, turn. all the times. Um, we be ad libbing on here. I don't know. I can't think of a guilty pleasure song off the top of my head. Any like super ratchet shit. Guilty pleasure movies. Almost any Will Ferrell. Well, I'm not embarrassed to say I'm a Will Ferrell fan. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. The first one is one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever, too. Because that movie is secretly woke as fuck. I don't think I've seen that one. You never saw the first one? Mm-mm. It's really good. Especially compared to the other two. Oh, I know what my guilty pleasure movie is. What? Malibu's Most Wanted. Why you feel guilty about that? Like, because it's so stupid. <laughs> but it's so funny. What's this? Don't do it, blood bad. Don't do it. Napoleon Dynamite was stupid, but I don't feel guilty about that. I don't know. I guess I just I'm I don't really get embarrassed easily, so I can't. It's hard for me to think of anything that I'm just like ashamed of. I'm for sure real, it's for something real. that I'm ashamed. I'm trying to think because it has to be something that. I used to kind of be ashamed about like watching the Kardashians, but yeah, that used to be my guilty pleasure show for a long time. But I'm done. I mean, like I'm done with it. I don't watch TV, like I said, but I mean, it was it was interesting because you're literally watching these super rich people deal with life problems. Like that's that's entertaining because and they have like real life problems, bro. Did they? (laughs) It's just like and a lot of them. Yes, like serious shit. Kim is such a bitch. Like, on another thing, like the way she treats her sisters, she's a fucking asshole. And I, I mean that from my heart, like, because she used. To, she's really selfish. Yeah, and she used to. Uh, she used to call Chloe ugly and shit. Yeah. And tell her that she couldn't find a steady relationship and all this other shit. Yeah. Everybody used to be really hard on Chloe. Yeah. And it's like, man, she's probably the coolest one. She is to me. And Courtney, Courtney's oh. staying, stay off the mix. Yeah, I love Courtney, but she, um, it's yeah. just like when that that clip went viral the other day where uh, Kim was uh, cussing out Courtney, and Courtney was crying and stuff, and Kim was laughing, like, and then everybody was like, "Little does she know that's our favorite Kardashian." <laughs> <laughs> and then some girl was like. Uh, Courtney stay out the mix. She raised her little white kids and she uh, takes care of herself. Okay. That's... She is the only one with white kids too. That shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But even though Scott is like, Scott got the swagger of a black dude, but the rage of a white. Mm. <laughs> and that's his problem. Yep. That's his problem. The juxtaposition. Of the two, it's just don't ever work. That shit, I used to love that shit, like especially when he became Lord Disick, <laughs> wearing them damn ascots and shit, <laughs> <laughs> loafers dude, and ascots. Right, that dude was so trill. Like that episode where Kanye was on there and he was like, "Oh my god, he dresses so amazing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like, for, like the dude was in a three-piece suit, tailored. Can we talk about these damn bubble slides that Kanye had on at Two Chains wedding with the suit, bro? That suit was dope. First of all, 
the slides shouldn't have happened, but they definitely shouldn't have happened with them damn socks too. Like, yeah, it might not have looked so bad if it wasn't for the damn socks. It's it was old Kanye and then new Kanye at the bottom. Precisely. Because old Kanye would have never. Like, nigga, yeah. you could have threw on the, what you call it, Wheezy's, the uh, the beluga, the grayish looking, is that what they're called? Don't, yeah. I'm probably got that all the way wrong. And then, um, what did you think about what she was wearing? I didn't feel like it was wedding attire, but when you're a celebrity, you can uh, do what the fuck you want to do, so. But T. Chains, his wife, looked dope as fuck. Yeah, they did. Like, TJ's always, TJ's is a really good dresser. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really stylish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Wayne was dressed like a 13 year old. <laughs> like, he had to go to that wedding. <laughs> like, the little he, cousin that'd rather be at home playing video right. games, but he gonna come anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it is always dope when you see like hip hop royalty like together. Cause you're like, man, I really bet the, the, the reception was lit as fuck. You know it had to have been. Um, what's something else about? Did you see the thing with Lil Wayne and Birdman at Louisiana? Birdman apologized to Lil Wayne at Louisiana Fest. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, he got on stage. He apologized in front of everybody. Man, and he, they shit been dragging out for too long. Bro, <laughs> I'm I'm tired of caring about it at this I know. point. It's like, all right, he sued him. He got his money. Carter Five about to come out, which I'm actually excited for. Mm-hmm. Because the last two projects he came out with, Dedication uh, 6, I think. That shit was dope as fuck. Lil Wayne was rapping his ass off. He always does. Yeah, but for a while, like, he was, when he was strung out. Well, he was, yeah, he was going through it. Yeah, he was up there saying some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro. And then he was bragging, like, I don't write this down. I know, nigga. <laughs> Let's go to our, one of our other questions from Mr. Akeem Norwood. Mm. This is going to be a little crazy. I'm just going to warn you. I'm going to check my questions too. I posted today. Let me see if people responded. I have did a poll yesterday and actually got a lot of feedback on it. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. This is for Kim. I saw women actually arguing this on Instagram. Would you rather find out your man had a baby on the side or find out that he was in the closet? I guess baby on the side because you could work through that in the closet it's like I really have nothing that you actually want so yeah but alright what if they were bisexual I could work through that I, could, I guess I could try <laughs> um, I guess it also depends on how long you've been dating somebody and yeah the the severity of the either, relationship for either one of them I guess like you've been with somebody for 10 years Ooh. I don't know. Actually, I don't know about that one. Like a baby on the side actually might like that could be a one time mistake. 
It really it depends on the the severity of the relationship. It also depends on the um the state that the relationship is in. Like if this is like a marriage and like maybe we've been trying to have kids and can't for the moment and it, you know it's just not happening for us and then finding out that you got one with somebody else that would kill me yeah like if i it was just at the point where i just really wanted a kid and it just wasn't happening and then uh yeah that would kill me um finding out that you're gay would hurt me but it would make it easier for me to let go like in that situation i would know for a fact that i have to let go and it'd be a little bit easier to let go of that than it would be to decide to let go of you because you had a kid on the side because i could still love you and have feelings for you and there's actually like potential that it could be resolved in that situation but you being gay is like (laughs) you're never gonna right I'd have nothing here for you. <laughs> right. It's kind of... <laughs> These parts don't work for you. It's kind of beyond you. Yeah. So... Um, that, no question was for you. That wouldn't... That be. makes me... That actually makes me... I, I think about that kind of shit, though. Like, what if I actually start dating a nigga and he end up telling me that he's gay? Or I have to find out that he's gay? Like, that would kill... What if they... What if, what if a dude told you up front that he was bisexual? Because I've seen people talk about. It would make me nervous because I always wonder with bisexuality. um, I always wonder if there's a gender that is preferred. Because being bisexual doesn't mean it's a 50-50 split. Right. With what what you're attracted to. So I always wonder like which one if you had to choose one, would you choose over the other? And then if it's not women, then that would make me nervous. Right. I get, like for all the, the things of the LGBTQ plus community. Boom. You got it. Um, <laughs> A lot of people don't ever really talk about the bisexuality aspect of it. A lot of people um, don't believe in bisexuality. I'm, I'm found a lot of people believe that too. Mm. A, lo- a lot of times, dudes don't believe that. Yeah. A lot, like, it's whatever. Whatever you're attracted to, as long as it's two willing participants or mm-hmm. more participants, whatever, man. I don't really. I don't find myself trying to, like, really understand a whole lot when it comes to that because sexuality is just so it's complex yeah it's it like there's just so many components to sexuality the other thing is i guess because because i like because i date women if a girl told me that she was bisexual that wouldn't mean anything to me but also because women seem to have a Socially, seem to have a little bit more fluidity mm-hmm. in their sexuality. They're allowed that, mm-hmm. whereas men aren't. Mm-hmm. It's because of hyper masculinity. Very much so, but yeah. like, cause 
Like, if a girl says she's been in relationships with girls, most dudes don't bat an eye about that. Mm-mm. It's just, I don't know. I wonder why, though. I mean, I understand it's like the hyper masculinity, why men can't, uh, aren't given that freedom, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird how things work like that. Yeah, man. It's weird how men's fragility can just really fuck up everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every single thing can be fucked up by a fragile man. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, sexuality is it's it's crazy. I one of my guy friends asked me <laughs> the other day, he was like uh he texted me, he was like, I have a confession and I was like, Oh shit, what's up? <laughs> and he was like, So you know how I'm just like really into titties and I was like, Yeah man <laughs> Like he there are men who love boobs and there are fucking like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's their thing. <laughs> that is this nigga here. Okay. Um so he goes, I saw this girl <laughs> like at a restaurant and she literally had like small boobs, like A cup boobs, and I was so attracted to her. And I was like, Okay, well was she an attractive woman? Like <laughs> do you only look at boobs or do you actually look at the woman? Like so but his question was he was like for her to have such a boyish figure, does that mean that I'm gay? And I'm like, Nick. It's <laughs> like, no. no. Unless you're attracted to men, right? You are not gay. Like, boobs are no boobs. She's still a woman. Right. You are clearly attracted to women. You good? <laughs> it's just like when um I was talking to somebody and they were like, like this uh a black girl walked in and she had uh short hair. Uh, the person was like, "She's really pretty, but I can't. I couldn't date a girl with short hair. I feel like I was dating a man. Like, well, why would you feel like you were dating a man just because her hair is short? Men are really particular about a woman's hair. Yes, there are so many women in relationships that won't do anything to their hair because they are either married to or dating a man that loves their hair long. Like my mom when she went natural." My dad kind of like, like she uh she was playing with like different hairstyles because she she liked the freedom of having it, and she did her hair one way. My dad did not like it at all. <laughs> like he was so in his feelings and everything, and she was like, well, I guess I won't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it made her look older. Like she she had plaited it mm-hmm. a certain way, but he was yeah. My mama is the same way. I, I don't know. Is that a generational thing? That might be. It's just like the tattoo thing. It's like some people swear that you're like a, a whore if you see a woman with tattoos. Mm-hmm. You're like, bro, everybody has tattoos now. <laughs> like our entire generation is tatted the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a part of that number. I gotta get another one soon. This one's all is healed, so. I know what I want, and I'm just ready for it to happen.
I was gonna say though, um, we got some really good feedback on um actual crowd participation. Like people actually listen. I have posted um and asked a question. What did I say? Like how many people actually listen to the podcast? And I wanna say we had a total of twelve votes. And 83% said that they fuck with it. And 17% said not yet. They haven't listened yet, which is pretty dope. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it is very, like, I do look at the statistics all the fucking time. Mm. And that shit is crazy. Majority of them is our friends. Yeah. Which I, like, I literally thought that maybe our friends were going to be excited for, like, the first couple episodes. And then, like, be like, all right, I'm over it. But. They be listening hardcore and Casey, man, Casey be going so hard for us. Like even when we're out, when she introduces me to like new people that we hang out with that I haven't been around, she'll be like, oh yeah, this is my friend. She does a podcast that I always listen to. And I'm like, oh shit, like I don't want y'all to know. (laughs) That's why I'm wary about like, like on Facebook, I don't know, like I, I have the Facebook page connected to Instagram, but I'm gonna let you handle that. <laughs> what What you mean? Like it's just I, I'm nervous about Facebook because it is certain people I don't want to mm-hmm. listen to shit. Because mm-hmm. it's it's better that way. Um, my dad definitely be lurking on me and my sister's Facebook profiles. Mm. Do Do your parents know? They ain't said nothing about it, but I bet I bet my dad knows. Shout out to Kim's dad. He listened. <laughs> what up, player? <laughs> Sorry for talking shit the other day, but <laughs> my parent, like my mom, ain't gonna listen. But she's like, "What did y'all talk about this week?" Does she know it's me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I told her, I would make a uh, one where we don't curse, so she could listen. <laughs> Yeah, if my parents knew, oh shit, my parents know what I can do. I'm, I'm so reckless. <laughs> I'm so unladylike to them. My sisters listen. My sister enjoyed it. Yeah, didn't you say that we need to cuss less too? Yeah, well, my sister. Sorry, sister. <laughs> <laughs> my sister is. She's. she's I mean, I be trying. I be trying, man. But you know what they say about people who use profanity. What. That we're more intelligent. <laughs> I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my excuse. Uh, um, of course, my brother and Angie listen. Hell yeah! Um, I know Sam listens. I know Jordan listens. Um, Terrell and Jazz. Casey, Ashley, Quentin, Chris. Uh, the niggas is out here. Yeah, we out here in these streets, bro. <laughs> really appreciate y'all. Yep. This shit is stressful though. It's, it's <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like this shit is mad stressful. Like, sometimes. <sighs> like, yeah, I, trying to get our sound together. Like, bro, I was, I was about ready to quit. I it's kind of cool though, you know, to like watch watch it grow. Yeah. 
and you know work hard at something and finally start like learning new things to make it better like i feel like we're never gonna stop making it better oh, i think that's what's i think that's what's gonna keep us going moving forward but um, man the read live is happening in nashville a week before your birthday and in colorado on my birthday we should go to nashville that sounds interesting <laughs> we should definitely go i would want to go to the read live for so long you too that yeah that would be that would be a nice move yeah i'm pretty sure it's the date was literally like november 17th so i mean Maybe you have to check if you, you know, ain't got no plans, which I know. You I'm, just asked me on a date, Kim. A nigga like you don't never have plans for his birthday. <laughs> Kim, Kim, did you just ask me on a date? No, nigga. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> mm. Sorry. Well, this is awkward. I mean, <laughs> is we going or is we ain't? I'm going to have to check it because I might have to. I'm Work. working third shift on Thanksgiving week. Ew. On my birthday. man see and i'm really wondering if i'm gonna be in the position that i'm in come my birthday time i'm really trying not to be in retail um during holiday season but those are blackout dates for us which means you Mm. can't request off i don't want to spend my 30th birthday at work i definitely am i already know i am which is cool really upsets me but hey i'm i've never been like a super huge birthday person like make the whole month about your birthday but i like to do things for my birthday right i feel like the only day i'm be able to do something that week is on thanksgiving (laughs) who cares at this point like we can celebrate on thanksgiving turn up turn up turn up i take birthdays a little more seriously after the passing of our friends right that's always weird too. Like that chance will always be twenty five and then Austin we got twenty six. Or was Austin twenty five too? He was twenty six because I I had just turned twenty seven um the night he passed. Right. Yeah. But I am also more thankful as we go forward. Mm-hmm. I just gotta I gotta uh that makes something shake, man. Yeah. You do. <laughs> like Yo, and I'm determined that 30 is going to be litty. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm like, I'm dedicated to it. And if we could ever start making money off this shit, I'll Ooh. quit that shit so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my boss. I said this. <laughs> but, Hell yeah. That'll be dope. But yeah, I got to figure something out. Figure it out, bro. Yeah. Just keep keep moving. Something will happen. Can't stop. Just Won't keep stop. swimming. Just keep swimming. My mom's trying to get me to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine, too. <laughs> Shit. 
I'll be like, when you off on these Sundays, you could be at church or somewhere. I'm like, Bruh. Mm. I always make the mistake of going to my I go to my my mom's house every Sunday. I always make the mistake of going right after they went to church and got all the way prayed up, <laughs> and just can't wait to tell somebody that wasn't at church. Like two Sundays ago, I almost walked out my mom's house mad <laughs> as hell. No, now DJ. She was just. The Bible says that if you trade him for the child the way it should go, he will not depart. And I was, I almost cussed my mama. <laughs> but I sat there, and I was obedient. But I was mad as hell. Yeah, it's hard sitting there listening. Because it was like just taking it. <laughs> it's like yo. Explaining to you why I don't believe in this, and then you can't talk to some people. Like my sister's a little more understanding than my mom, but I know it's because they love me. It just feels so judgmental, though. Yeah. Like you're not living your life right because you don't go to church, or you're experiencing all, experiencing all these issues because you don't go to church. Like my mama told me couple of weeks ago that I need to um start tithing even though I don't belong to a church and I was like no <laughs> um no ma'am now I did even after I quit going to church I did tithe for a while I tithed while I was in church but I just I mean because you can write it off on your taxes and shit <laughs> look at you being all <laughs> you or something else ma'am <laughs> But I'm I'm not. Mm-mm. Do you think you could ever go back to church? Maybe one day. I'm just not. I'm not moved right mm-hmm. at the moment. <laughs> I think if I had kids, I would. De- I would. I would want to raise them. I think I could be like an occasional church goer, but I don't want to be. Um, chronic with the with the church. <laughs> I don't want to be a chronic church member, where you're at. You know, church on Sunday, Bible study on Wednesday, yeah. That's how my mom is. Prayer service Thursday, Sunday school, yeah. evening start. Like black folks, are the only folks I know that go to church three fucking times a day. Sunday school, regular service, and evening service. Like, calm down. <laughs> It's the same book. <laughs> Calm down. It's like being in a book club with only one book. Like y'all, y'all need to get a group me and have everybody sign up that's interested and leave the rest of us alone. But um, um, also, oh, this is kind of depressing. I've been thinking about faith a lot because have you seen the stuff about in Pennsylvania the Catholic Church? They uh, did an investigation. And apparently, hundreds of priests were. Oh yeah, molesting the for like seventy years. The most fucked up shit. And some of them are still alive. And that shit goes all the way up to the Vatican. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I can't say that I'm surprised, but I am definitely disgusted. And have you seen us? Uh, have you ever watched Spotlight? Mm-mm. Spotlight's about the uh, 
about the Boston Globe, I think, in 2012, I mean, 2002, when they did the first big story about rampant mm-hmm. sex abuse. But it's about the journalistic team and how they come up with the story and how deep they have to go to figure it out. It's a really good movie. It's on Netflix. But I watched that also, and I was just thinking, how do you cover up the worst the worst thing in the world? And like they were, like I was listening to NPR, and they were uh, talking about how, like, just some of the things they did. I won't, I won't say what it is because it's fucked up. But how can you cover up for that shit for generations? Yeah. And then people are so fucked up. This is why everybody needs therapy, so yeah. they can sort through their fucked up shit and stop projecting their issues on other people and letting this shit manifest itself into this kind of stuff like right and the fact that they use they preyed on children is is bad enough but the fact that they use religion religion to prey upon them like people use religion for a lot of fucked up shit though yeah when you think about it definitely they like you ever see those Westboro Baptist Church people? The mm-hmm. ones that uh, have the website God hates. Mm-hmm. You know what word? F A G S. But and they uh, they protest at uh, soldiers' funerals and tell them that they're wicked because uh, they died. Like people that died in like Af- Afghanistan or Iraq. When they come back, they protest at their funerals. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they protest and say uh, that God killed them for being... In the war, a part of the war. I don't know what their logic is behind that. But yeah, they're those people are crazy. And a lot of people always assume that Islam is the only religion that's messed up. No, bro. <laughs> Christianity is pretty lit on the messed up scale. <laughs> right. It's, it's, I think it's, I don't think it's the religion. I think it's, it's just the that people. people. People are fucking evil. People have twisted it to like, yeah, so much shit that it's. Like, I think that there's value definitely in if, if religion brings you comfort, by all means. Cause hell, we all need something. <laughs> yeah, I just I I get that, but I just have never understood the need for people to feel like they gotta push it on other people. Sometimes it's because they do feel like that they are put on earth to help people, and I can understand that. That's why if somebody comes up to me, like, and asks, "Can they pray with me?" I, I always let. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna be like. I don't fucking believe that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm always, I always try to be really respectful. I do just because I'm afraid of, like, saying no and having people look at me weird. Like, oh. But I have that problem also. You have to be careful with that, too. Like, because you never know <laughs> what kind of crazy thoughts they have. Yeah. yeah. Shit's. Oh. <laughs> like, they do, like, the Lord's Prayer or something. Like, I can rock with that. Yeah. That's nothing. To out there, mm-hmm. Man, hell, we used to have to do it at football after the huddle, which 
It's kind of weird. Sports and religion are kind of. It's weird because I feel like they're heavily tied together. Yeah. But also, um, people don't like that part of of sports. Um, why can't I get this sentence out correctly? <laughs> people don't talk about it, but it's it's like one of those things is just kind of like woven into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like ingrained. Yeah. Like um. I don't I don't know really why it is. I think it's because also sports is very superstitious. Like a lot of athletes are very superstitious mm-hmm. and they, lucky numbers and yeah, lucky socks and they do certain things rituals, each day. yeah. So I think that also is part of it too. Not to say that religion is the same thing as superstition, but it's that same if you believe in it it's real type situation. Right. And I guess it is what it is. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I saw that thing where they have to where uh, they're gonna start putting "In God We Trust" in the front of schools and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's not in the South or everywhere. In the South. Well, that's I think in Alabama specifically. But, That's not hard to believe. But still, I just don't think that you should. What's the point? What, like, is, what does that do for anyone? I don't know. Like That's the other thing. It's like these little gestures that people make a big deal out of that honestly, I don't know. What's yeah. the point, man? Yeah. And then, like, it's so many more people that believe than people that don't believe that non-believers are just like man whatever it's fucking sell I just I just like I said once again I just hate that that's something that uh, in a lot of instances especially at schools that is just people don't really have a choice whether or not they get to participate in those kinds of things it's just like right. this is what we're doing yeah. and you have to do it too it's- and I don't I don't feel like that's fair with religion because for one there could be you know, there's probably a lot of kids of different faiths yeah. that don't practice this kind of stuff. This is the other thing. Like, I saw this one thing where this guy was pretty much saying that a lot of Christians in this country kind of want to make Sharia law for Christians. Mm. Like, they want a, what's it called, a theocracy, mm-hmm. where it's a state religion. And, mm-hmm. But, all right, let's just flip it. What if we... In all church, I mean, in all schools, we had in Allah we trust. You know how fucking quick their heads would spin, even though Allah and God are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> folks would be pulling their kids from schools before shit even got posted. I tried to explain that to somebody about how uh, Islam, uh, Christianity, and Judaism are like cousins. Yeah, they're not. They that all different. believe in. Uh, they all believe in the God of Abraham. Um, they they talk about Abraham, Moses. Uh, Jewish people don't talk about Jesus. I don't think, but Islam in Islam, Jesus is in the Quran. Mm. His name is Isa. Mm-hmm. So, 
side piece. I love that song. Oh my god. This is a weird place, man. <laughs> it's crazy shit. You never know what you're gonna get. Coming to you live from the Box of Chocolate Studios. The Box of Chocolate Studios. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? I, I love that uh, living, living my best life song. Oh my Live, God. Living all stupid as fuck, but that shit is a hit. Yeah, it really is. I ain't going going back and forth with you niggas. (laughs) 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 Right, like that's like the ultimate. is smile, bitch. He is a nut. (laughs) Right. Did you see the uh, Breakfast Club interview with him? Mm Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. It's like, man, this goofy ass nigga is is got a hit out here. A hit song. Yeah. I didn't know he was 40. A whole hit. Me neither. I mean, it makes sense. I guess he has been on video since we were like 12. <laughs> Never would have thought he was 40, though. I, got th- I think he was in the Rubber Band Man video with Tip. Was he? I think so. He used to have dreads. Yeah, he did. Wow. He been out here for a minute. Yeah. That's it. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's something else. Every time we record, I go home and I start like, thinking of other shit we could have talked about. Like, <laughs> but it'll be too late to talk about the week after, so it's just right. dead. Or I think about, I should have brought this up. I should have brought that up. Mm. Oh, you said you wanted to talk about my tweet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's what. Oh, my God. I feel like I have a lot of tweets that could start conversations. Um, what did I tweet? I screenshotted it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, yep, definitely gonna ask that. <clears throat> I'll fuck her is not a compliment. Y'all's fuck worthy standards be low as shit. <laughs> the way you read it, though. <laughs> Ooh, fuck. What uh, inspired you to uh, tweet that? I overheard a group of young men talking about um, some women that they were familiar with. Um, it was just like a, a rating system, basically. It sounded like they had to be in that age where they were just starting to like have sexual experiences with women. Um, but it just, it really, <laughs> listening to it, I was like, this entire exchange has zero value it means absolutely nothing number one because y'all are young as hell and you'll probably fuck anything at this point right now um two even if you were older you would still probably fuck anything so (laughs) calling a girl out like going through a list of girls or talking about women and and basically rating them on their um fuck worthiness <laughs> means nothing because men's standards most men's standards are not that high <laughs> as, as far as what they will entertain sexually 
So I'm just like, why do y'all think that number one is is a compliment to talk about who you'll fuck and who's worthy of your penis? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if we think it's a compliment, but that's a, it's just a guy thing. I don't know. Y'all dumb. <laughs> Real dumb. It don't make no sense, but it's just y'all get on my nerves. So women don't do that. Y'all be thirsty as hell too. I, I see the way y'all be talking. Y'all be going graphic. When y'all like a motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, yes. Do women do that? Yes, I'm not gonna lie. But it's not, um, it's not an ongoing thing. It seems like we're, guys are more direct. Guys are more, like, it's, it's Pokemon style for y'all. Like, it's gotta catch them all for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I feel like women have those moments and they might you know have a couple experiences and be like okay i want a relationship now men it's like y'all could do this shit all your lives that's why uh akeem's uncle rubber duck is still like right <laughs> shout out to uncle rubber duck also <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yo like i don't know why i mean i know why it's just we're taught bad and toxic behaviors from other men mm-hmm but also, like, it's just, it's just a common thing. Like, when you're a teenager, you just say, I'll fuck shit <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because you literally probably would fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. You'll fuck everybody. But the thing is, dudes won't go out with just everybody. Like, we could literally fuck any girl. But we won't. But who you going to tell about it, though, after it exactly. happens, though? Integrity. <laughs> If a man tells his boys about you, he cares. <laughs> true. That's very true. True. And if he lets you meet his friends, y'all damn near married. Because no man just brings a girl around his friends because his friends are savages. Yep. They'll roast the fuck out of a girl that ain't Bruh, they, presentable. The worst part is when they doing it in front of you and they talking in code <laughs> and you know what the fuck they're talking about. And, and you, you gotta just sit there and get roasted. You like, man, fuck these motherfuckers. Oh man. Yep. Man, men. <laughs> um Y'all are some interesting creatures. So how old do you think these young boys were? Mm. They had to be like twenty one or younger. be that young so and then they were just so loud about it like that's what they did profane and just all out in the open i was like bro you want to fuck shit <laughs> can y'all calm down oh god nigga. <laughs> <laughs> can y'all calm down it's lunch hour <laughs> people are here with at? their kids my nigga where was i i was eating in the mall in food court But she hears some all kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever just sit back and listen to some of the stuff people talk about, you're like, wow, you're having this conversation. If public. I could actually just like record. I remember one time I did, I was at Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was early in the morning and this bitch was just going in about uh, all her family uh, being fucked up, I don't know. Like it's always some shit popping off in the waffle house. 
<laughs> oh my god. Ooh, child. Of all <laughs> of all the things to be strung out on. What is it about Waffle House that attracts just trash? Yes. I don't know. That's a good question. Because it's not like, I mean, of course the food is cheap, but it's not much cheaper than what you could get from like anywhere else. I, it literally just has to be the fact that it's open 24-7. So yeah. at those hours of the the morning, the werewolves are out. Savages. <laughs> the freaks come out at night. <laughs> the freaks come out at night. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.